Good morning. Today is Saturday, the 29th of June, 2019. I am your regular person host, Jacob, to say together some regular people prayers. The daily office morning prayer. I use for, for the liturgy for this prayer a combination of the Episcopalian Book of Common Prayer and the equally Episcopalian Supplemental Liturgical Materials and Enriching Our Worship, Volumes 1 and Volume 2. This morning, we observe special remembrance for Saints Peter and Paul. Our readings are Psalm 66, Ezekiel 2, 1 through 7, and Acts 11, 1 through 18. I feel like I'm back in a season of apologizing for my absence. Um, Over the last month, there was a relationship that I kind of allowed to take over my life a little bit. And uh, so basically I didn't get much sleep and I didn't get all of my things done. And one of them was this, which is a shame because according to my personal rule of life, um, morning prayer is, is something that is absolutely a need to feel, fill my soul just as much as, as food and clothing and shelter. And so I guess I am kind of repenting to you and to myself that I let it slip, um, but also showing myself some compassion because you know, it's, it's easy to get swept up in things, right? So I'm sitting here in St. John's Grace, completely alone in the front seat of the balcony. And it is a beautiful, blessed and quiet time here. And I'm reminded that, um, that this is one of the places where I feel at home, where I come to be filled and sustained And I hope that you have access to places in your life where you can soak up God's sustenance. Because we have to be pretty full ourselves in order to spill out onto the world around us, right? And lately, my world has needed a lot (laughs) of spillage. Um, Something's rotten in Denmark for sure. So today, among other prayers, let's pray for our workplaces, our homes, our communities, our schools, and for the world at large. Um, There's a lot going on, and there's an unease in my spirit that tells me that we are not moving in the right direction. What do we do with that? What do we do with the discernment that tells us that something's off? The first and foremost answer in my mind is is to pray. It is through prayer, in my humble opinion, that God reveals to us God's will. And prayer looks like different things for different people. Even for me, for me, there is as much prayer in a silent, steady, rhythmic peace on the water as there is here in this beautiful emptied of people yet full of the spirit stone church in the moments of joy and connection with my son in the hangar of the airport figuring out a problem with a plane there's prayer in all of those things 
and music. I mean, I, I could go on and on with the list forever. These are all avenues of approach, ways that we reach God, that God reaches us, that we open ourselves to God and to God alone. So God and God alone, I'm reaching out to you to know your will. Amen. That being said, let's get started. Thanks for listening, as always. We are no longer strangers and sojourners, but citizens together with the saints and members of the household of God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our God is glorious in all the saints. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to the Lord a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. Our God is glorious in all the saints. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 66. Make a joyful noise to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Because of your great power, your enemies cringe before you. 
All the earth worships you. They sing praises to you. Sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds among mortals. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There we rejoiced in him, who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let the rebellious not exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept us among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a spacious place. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows, those that my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fatlings with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come in here all you who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for me. I cried aloud to him, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly God has listened. He has given heed to the words of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ezekiel, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. He said to me, O mortal, stand up on your feet, and I will speak with you. And when he spoke to me, a spirit entered into me and set me on my feet, and I heard him speaking to me. He said to me, Mortal, I am sending you to the people of Israel, to a nation of rebels who have rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have transgressed against me to this very day. The descendants are impudent and stubborn. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house, they shall know that there has been a prophet among them. And you, O mortal, do not be afraid of them, and do not be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns surround you and you live among scorpions. Do not be afraid of their words, and do not be dismayed at their looks, for they are a rebellious house. You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle E, a song of Jerusalem, our mother. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All you who love her, rejoice. Rejoice with her, all you who mourn over her, that you may drink deeply with delight from her comforting breast. For thus says our God, I will extend peace to her like a river, the wealth of nations like an overflowing stream. You shall nurse and be carried on her arm, and you shall nestle in her lap. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. 
You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. You shall flourish like the grass of the fields. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a, ver- heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment three men, sent to me from Caesarea, arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will, get, he will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Let us affirm our faith by saying together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Help us, O God our Savior, deliver us and forgive our sins. Look upon your congregation. Give to your people the blessing of peace. 
Declare your glory among the nations and your wonders among all peoples. Do not let the oppressed be shamed and turned away. Never forget the lives of your poor. Continue your love and kindness to those who know you and your favor to those who are true of heart. Satisfy us by your love and kindness in the morning. So shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. We are going to, as we have been lately, say special prayers for healing. I'm going to use a litany for healing found on page 30 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. (coughs) Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. I'm going to pause the recording now. Um, It'll seem like just a second to you, but I'm going to go spend some time lifting up by name those who I am praying for specifically. Thank you. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, Hear and have mercy. Holy God, source of health and salvation, hear and have mercy. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life, hear and have mercy. Holy immortal one, protector of the faithful, hear and have mercy. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, hear and have mercy. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life hear and have mercy. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, child of Mary, you embrace the world with your love. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, our true mother, you you feed us the milk of your compassion. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Hear and have mercy. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Hear 
and have mercy. Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick, we pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease, we pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, Lamb of God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, bearer of our sins, hear and have mercy. Jesus, redeemer of the world, hear and have mercy. Our Mother who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy queendom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, conquered death, and now reigns with you in glory, hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us, make us whole, and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. Almighty God, whose blessed apostles Peter and Paul glorified you by their martyrdom, grant that your church, instructed by their teaching and example, and knit together in unity by your Spirit, may ever stand firm upon the one foundation, which is Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, and to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I've got some thoughts on the readings, of course. You are probably unsurprised by that, right? (laughs) So um, let's start as we usually do with the psalm. Um, So it's interesting to me that the word sifting is a prominent word in my world, in, in my life at the moment. It's come up in random conversation um, with friends and lovers. It has come up in my readings. It is now, like my regular books I'm reading, it has come up now in, in our readings for today. And so I think there is something to that. And it is a similar process. As the psalmist says, try us as silver is tried. That's like sifting. I mean, basically, when you're 
refining silver, you're burning off the impurities. And when you sift something, you're sifting out what is not what you're looking for. Think about a child at the beach sifting sand through a strainer, finding shells and treasures. It is incredibly painful to burn away the impurities, to let go of that which is not needed. I would say that for me, letting go is harder than holding on. I am by nature a fixer, a healer, a redeemer, a restorer, a person who likes to try and make things right. I have a finely honed sense of justice. And more than one commander has told me that I have a savior complex. There is a good to this. It is the reason I think that I am good at the things that I am good at, leading and healing and restoring and redeeming and transforming and cooperating. But the other side of it is that I overgive. And you heard me talk a little this morning about how I overgave to a recent relationship. I overgive and it causes problems because A, there can never be enough giving back, right? So it creates an imbalance and inequality. And then two, it is unhealthy to give so much of myself. What I need to be doing is giving of God, which is just allowing God to give through me. And man, it's tough. And then the holding on, like, In my life and all of my big relationships, I have generally, and there are exceptions, one of my fiance, well, <laughs> several of my fiancés, but in the moment, okay, fine, it's been equal, <laughs> but in the moment it feels like I am generally the one who is left. And I recognize now that that's not exactly truth, but that's where I'm living right now. And part of it is because I hold on so tightly if there is if there is a chance if there is hope and this is the downside of hope and salvation I mean human salvation human saving um, human fixing human trying whatever uh, forgive me for getting the words wrong that we hold on past the time that we should let go So God, give us your supernatural wisdom to know what to let go of and what to hold on to, what to fight for and what to allow to pass by. Help us to treasure the moments, but not drag our past into the future and so forth. In the holy name of your Son, Jesus Christ, all this I pray. God does, as the psalmist says in verse 12, bring us out. He brings us from the trial into the redemption. He brings us from the valley to the mountaintop, and he is with us in all places. Interesting here, um, verse 18, if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. This is not saying that we have to be perfect for God to listen. This is saying that in order for two-way communication to happen between us and God, we have to clear out enough gunk that we can hear and be heard. If we are speaking through a muffled microphone, it is very difficult to understand us. 
And if we are listening with cotton balls in our ears, it is very difficult for us to hear. And then finally in verse 20, God reminds us that God loved us first. God loved us before we even wanted to be in relationship with God. God is steadfast and true. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Man, I'm feeling rather vehement today. <laughs> Heaven help us all. <laughs> Jake is vehement. Okay. Um, our Old Testament reading. He said to me, old mortal, stand up on your feet and I will speak with you. God does not expect us to cower in God's presence. Sometimes we, we might feel like just laying ourselves out flat on the ground in awe of God and in submission to God. But God is, is our co-collaborator. God invites us to be with God, not just as servant, but to evolve beyond that into a relationship of love and compassion and kindness and caring of co-creation. Or as you know, I like to say, to be co-conspirators with God. So God lifts us to our feet. God God brings us up. God stands us up. And when we don't have the strength to stand on our own, God's spirit enters us and stands us on our feet. And I think that's amazing, especially at a time in our world when we need to stand up. God, give us the strength. There is so much to stand up for and to stand up against. Give us discernment to know our particular mission because we can't fight all of the things at one time. So let us know where in this moment you would have us stand and fight and then give us the strength to do so and the courage to do it with grace and the wisdom to choose your third way, Jesus. Amen. And then God tells the prophet, I am sending you to them. How many times has God sent us to a place where we are told to say things and we do not feel heard? I feel right now like I am the one telling the emperor that he is not wearing any clothes and he is not listening and nobody cares. But yet, I am there because God has placed me there. This is the life of the prophet, and I would say that we are all prophets who speak the truth, and the truth is love. So speaking love is not always well received. But God willing, we are where God intends us to be. And we speak the words that God gives us to speak. Again, may we clear out enough of ourselves and may we tune in so harmoniously to the frequency of God and God alone that we hear clearly and we speak clearly. Dear God, there are many of us and I have a couple of particular friends and myself in mind who obfuscate unintentionally, who make, make the water of your love and redemption cloudy instead of clear. Please, God, with all the might of your Holy Spirit, clear us out, cleanse us out. Use this time of trial as a sifting. Refine us like silver. Burn off the dross. Make clear the conduit between us and you, God, and let your message be the only message we send and receive. Amen. Give us strength.
Yes, Donna. Amen. Um, we only went through the New Testament. We didn't do a gospel reading this morning. I'll do one this evening. It's a special Saints Day, so two prayers today. Man, I highlighted almost everything here. Man, Peter is Peter is a person after my own heart because Peter leads them through it step by step, formulaically, and that speaks to me. Um, so uh, I'm not bipolar or schizophrenic, although I have great empathy and compassion for those who are. That is a struggle with which I can identify. But where I might seem like I am oscillatory or tempestuous, tempestuous, some of that comes from I have a really interesting personality type. Any, and I might have spoken to you about this before, any of the personality tests that I take, whether it's like disc theory or Myers-Briggs or the colors or whatever it is, Enneagram, I ride the line of many of those. So for example, in Myers-Briggs, um, I'm pretty much firmly down the center of P and J, perceptive and judging, right? And my spiritual mentor gave me some really great advice. She was like, oh, as a spiritual director, because she's, she's a person who's mentoring me through becoming a spiritual director, you can use that. That's very interesting, but you can use that. Use the J in your scheduling and making your meeting times and your organization, and use the P when you are with your directee and and knowing them and seeing them and meeting them where they are. And that kind of intentional knowing what to use when of my very adaptive personality type is helpful to me. I know that from the outside it can look like, gosh, I meet her in one circumstance and she is like this. I meet her in this circumstance and she is like that. Um, even on my rowing team, our coxie said to me, why are you so funny? Why do I find you so funny? I was like, I'd probably save up all my funny for you. <laughs> and it's kind of true. I'm not super funny at work, um, but apparently I'm super funny in the boat. And some of that is because I, I kind of always turn expectations and formulas up on their head. I am, you know, um, another friend of mine said to me the other day, well, you just break the formula because... Her formula is you keep your relationship safe by not having friendships with the opposite sex. Well, that doesn't really work for me. I'm bisexual. If you tell me that I need to keep my relationship safe by not having relationships with someone I could be attracted to, that pretty much just leaves me with transvestites and gay men. And I don't think that that's fair to narrow my potential friend pool down to those two categories. Um, nor do I think it's fair to categorize friendships that you can have and not have. But I understand that that works for other people because they fit the formula better than I fit. But I, I don't fit the formulas. I, I am absolutely a devoted mother and a kind and compassionate person. I am also a badass. I also have bigger balls than most people and, that I know and a spine kind of of steel. But, but you get me in a given circumstance and, and I'll respond based on that circumstance. And so I guess where I'm trying to be intentional about 
where I need some sifting and changes, I want that to be an intentional and godly response in every, in every situation, not a knee-jerk, reactive, PTSD kind of response. So that's the work that I'm asking for. God help me. But so anyway, that's why I like it when Peter takes it step by step and he explains it to him. And I would say here that his words, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. And that's a quote from the spirit, right? The issue of Peter's day, things that were considered unclean or clean, vice versa, right? The issues were circumcision and food. The issues of our day are different. Gender, color, sexuality, background, wealth, whatever it is, and there are many. I would say that we apply this. What God has made clean, you must not call profane. It is not to us to call something dirty or clean, to call a person or their lifestyle right or wrong. It is our call to love and to guide others to love. And by that, I mean, and I'm sorry that we only have one word for love in our language, that holy from God agape love. And I would say that all other forms of true love are derived from agape love. So the love between a homosexual couple is a reflection of God's love. I don't have time to like drive that point home over and over, but I hope it is understood. And then Peter wraps it all up with an if-then statement, a theorem. He postulates and proves a theorem. If then God, God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? And when they heard this, they were silenced. He spoke to the people in their language and they received it. He postulated the theorem, he proved the theorem, they accepted the theorem. What a nice, neat little package. Doesn't always work that way, but I pray, God, that we see it and use it where it does. Amen. And that is pretty much all I have to say, which is good, because I'm already going to be late to rowing practice. So let me, I feel like there's something I'm missing. So Holy Spirit, fill in any holes that I have left. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when we, when two or three are gathered together in God's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.